Hi there, it's Kathleen here, and welcome to The Gathering, bringing God into everyday life. Let me encourage you to not just listen, but partner with God and practice what He speaks to you. You can access more information about me, my newspaper articles, upcoming events, contact me, or purchase my book, Thriving Through Seasons of Grief, on my website at www.kathleenmaxwellramby.com. This podcast is now in 28 countries, and people have donated so that you can listen free. Will you consider paying it forward for someone else by giving a one-time or monthly gift? Simply click the button that says Become a Patron or Patronage at the top of the podcast. And don't forget to click the like or follow, and you'll be the first to know when new episodes are released. Enjoy the podcast. Well, hello, and I just want to say that I'm honored that you have decided to join me today for a little bit of your time to um, talk about talk about sowing and reaping. But before we jump into this lesson, that really is going to be good. I think that that there's just going to be some things God speaks to your heart. And especially in the days ahead after listening and and I want you to know I take things seriously I take this ministry seriously doing the podcast um, I know you're listening because I can see different statistics and with that being said I just want to give a big shout out to uh, some of the top countries that listen to this podcast and they are of course the United States which is where I'm from but New Zealand is right under the US Spain Canada Taiwan Germany Italy has joined the ranks and Ireland and I have to say hello to my Irish roots because I am Irish and I just appreciate you of course there's many more but that's all I'm going to name today appreciate your time and appreciate you getting the word out you know you can share this podcast if you go to the little three little dots and you can share any of the podcast and then it just says share and it's real easy to just copy that and send it in a text to somebody so if you listen and say man i really want to send this to my mom my sister um, somebody i'm mentoring i want it to also be a resource for those of you that are in ministry um so with that being said let's go ahead and and pray before we start lord I just thank you for your Holy Spirit. I thank you that we serve a God that speaks to us today, that loves us. Lord, you love to watch your kids grow just like we love to watch our children grow and mature and our grandchildren. And so, Lord, I just ask that you speak through me to each heart because you know who is going to be listening to this. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, I was, I live in an area of Texas, and I have recently been leading a Bible study in Uvalde, Texas, which is a big farming community. There's lots of crops, and in, in our community, right now, with it being spring, you can just see all the the new crops coming up and it's very very pretty but it's reminded me of the principle that is found in the bible of sowing and reaping and then i've also been leading a group of um, young women who are just 
so eager to learn about marriage and parenting in a godly way. And I'll be releasing some of those podcasts in the days ahead. But we talked about sowing and reaping in our marriage. So let's just start with Galatians 6, 7 through 9. I'm going to read this scripture to you. But if you have your Bible, you might want to turn to it. It says, Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. Whoever sows to please his flesh, in other words, his selfish desires, from the flesh will reap destruction. And whoever sows to please the Spirit, from the Spirit will reap eternal life. Let us not become weary in doing good. For at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. And I want you to just note several things. That a man reaps what he sows. And if we sow to what we want to, what we want to do, our fleshly desires, um, things that aren't biblical, we're going to reap that. But if we sow according to godly principles, what's in his word what Jesus would do, what God, what pleases God, then we're going to reap those benefits. But we can also see that we can be, grow weary in doing good. And the Bible warns us about that. Just like as a former toils and when you're out in the sun, um, especially in this area, it gets blazing hot. We have a lot of days over 100 where I live. And you get really tired and, and the heat can wear on you. And so it's telling us right here, don't, don't be weary in doing good. Because at the proper time, and we're going to talk a little bit about that, because you don't reap what you sow the very next moment. Sometimes it takes a while for that crop to grow. And so the Bible tells us real clearly there in that scripture to not give up. But we're guaranteed a harvest of whatever we sow. And so it's real important that we sow good seed. And that oftentimes, whether it's in marriage, you know, you to make the oneness complete, oftentimes somebody has to give more than the other. Oftentimes in a marriage, one spouse has to give 150% where the other one might not be giving anything towards a relationship. But um, it, I just think, is, you know, vital that we look at this and how it affects not just our marriage, if you're married, but your life, even if you're not married, um, your kids, your grandkids, your business, your, your friendships and relationships, as well as your families. And... Here's something I want you to take note of, maybe write down. We will reap what we sow in our thoughts, in our words, our attitudes, and actions. And negative thoughts produce negative words and attitudes and actions. And it's real real easy. You know, somebody that is real negative, oftentimes I want to just go back and ask them, okay, what is it you've been thinking about? Now, I, I don't do that, but it does cross my mind because negative thoughts are going to produce those negative words, which are going to produce those negative attitudes, 
and those negative actions. And the Bible tells us we either sow life or death. Let's look at Deuteronomy 30, verse 19 and 20. It says, This day I call the heavens and earth as witness against you that I have set before you life and death, blessing and curses. In other words, here it is. It's right before you. You can choose life or death. You can choose blessing or curses. It goes on to say, Now choose life so that you and your children may live, and that you may love the Lord your God, listen to his voice, and hold fast to him. For the Lord is your life, and he will give you many years in the land he swore to give to your fathers Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Man, it is so black and white in Scripture that we either have life or death. We choose life or death. There's no real in-between. It doesn't, we don't have a door number three in this case. It's life or death. So, you know, let's talk about some different kinds of seeds because we're always planting something, whether we realize it or not. But is it the right thing? My husband was a farmer a number of years ago, and he told me about the importance of using a reputable place to buy his seed. He said, because if you don't get good seed, you're not going to get a bountiful and a good harvest. And he has, so he said he spent a lot of time choosing the correct and the right seed, um, which I thought was just super, super interesting because it is that way too in our own lives. So our thoughts, let's just talk about thoughts. Our thoughts are the birthplace of our words, our attitudes, and actions. So it's so important that we guard our minds. You know, Satan plants negative thoughts to rob us of peace and joy. And looking at our mates' faults, um, what they do right, what they do wrong, if we're looking only at what they do wrong, then we're going to develop that negative attitude. We're going to develop those negative thoughts. We're going to even develop negative actions. It tells us in Proverbs, for as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So what you think about is very critical to the life you're going to live. And it's either going to be one full of life or it's going to be one that is full of death. So there's not anything in between. And I think, you know, at times when we're in relationships, whether it's a business relationship, whether it is our marriage, or whether it's with our children, and we find ourselves in conflict or we are disagreement or we're not seeing eye to eye. One of my favorite prayers, and if you've listened to me very long, you've heard me say this before, is that God would change my heart or the person that I'm in conflict with. And when we do that, and we can even ask God, Lord, change my negative thinking. Maybe you're sitting there and you're like, oh, my word, I do this all the time. If you are, there's no condemnation. There's no judgment at all. This is where we just lay it down. We go to God. We repent. We say, Lord, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have been focusing on that because I know it's going to produce, you know, produce a crop that I don't want. So I'm asking, you know, for your holy weed killer, for lack of a better word. And I think God hears those prayers. But I have seen this work in several situations. One that comes to mind, 
I remember my our last child was um, was a sophomore in high school, and he came home one day, and a lot of the kids that he was hanging out with at our youth group at the the and, you know doing stuff with on of course at church and and all, but then on the weekends all went to this other school that was about. Um, Oh, six, eight miles from our house, and he was in another school district. And he came home one day, and he said, "I want to go. I want to go to Ingram next year, and go to school with my friends." And we said, "No, wait a minute. Everybody here in this family has graduated from Kerrville and Tyvee. And what are you thinking?" And we had our reasons why we didn't necessarily at first think that was a good idea. And, and Price was. He's our child that is a very quick thinker, and he had some good reasons why he wanted to uh, go there. And so we began, uh, what we said was, all right, let's just pray about it. Let's just pray about it and give it a little bit of time. And so I remember praying and talked to my late husband about that. I said, let's just pray for God to either change our heart or his you know, because these are critical years in his life, and this is our last one. And so we prayed. We spent a couple of weeks praying about this decision and exploring the options. And I'm here to tell you that God changed my husband's heart, and he changed my heart. He changed both of our hearts in this situation. And we came back to our son, and we said, yeah, it's okay. And it ended up being it ended up being a great, you know, a good thing for him and a great thing. And he had a good support system and there were many, many benefits. So that was, that's just one example with the, with a child. Maybe you're not seeing eye to eye with your teenager um, like we were or with your adult kids. Change my heart, God, or change theirs. And if you've got negative thinking, you know, always take that to, always take that to the Lord. I use this frequently in marriage when my husband and I don't see eye to eye on something. Lord, change his heart or change my heart. And when we pray that prayer, it puts us in a win-win situation. Anyway, that was a little bunny trail. But it says in Proverbs 23, 7, this is why our, our thoughts are so important to guard. For as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So you're going to become what you think about. And so if you're always thinking about the negative whether it's in the news or whether it's in another person or in your business, you're going to reap that. Let's now talk about our words. Proverbs says, and here it is again, Proverbs 18:21 says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Again, it tells us our words speak life or death. So it's important that we guard our words, what comes out of our mouth, what comes out of our mouth. Um, some, you know, death words that I would say, um, maybe your kids, maybe your, your kids, you're having trouble with your kids. If you're saying things like, my kids drive me crazy, I want to encourage you to rethink that. Or my grandkids drive me crazy, um, or my friend drives me crazy, or my boss drives me crazy. You know, what about if we said, you know, my, my kids keep me super busy, but they are a blessing. Do you see how those are life words? And we're not in denial. Raising kids is hard. It is hard. 
It's, it's not for the faint of heart, but it's important that we guard our words because if you're telling that child, well, you're nothing but a toot, you know, or you're, you're always a mess, you're speaking death words. So it's so important that we, that we guard our words. Or maybe you say something like, my kids never obey. Are you never obey versus looking at your child and saying, we work on instant obedience at our house. You know, that was a rule. That was something we really tried. We really tried to work on with our children was um, instant obedience. We had a saying that was slow obedience is disobedience when it came to our kids. And that is important because, number one, if they're about to dart out in the street and we yell, stop, we don't want them to think about it. We want them to stop. We want to save them from danger. And so even in the little things, and even when they they were little, if they were slow to obey or try to argue or whatever, that was was just not okay. Um, But you can say we're working on instant obedience versus you never obey. What about, have you ever said this? We never have enough money. You know, when you could speak words of life that say it's tight, but God always supplies what we need. Those are just some different words where you're not denying the reality, but you're speaking life. Or maybe you've said something like this. My husband will never change. When you could say, I'm going to pray for him or compliment him when he does something right. Maybe you're a widow and you're listening to this and you might be sitting there thinking, my life is never going to change. I'm going to cry forever. And you're speaking that even to yourself. I know that I, I felt like my life was over when I was widowed. But I had to really be careful and choose the right seed to sow. And in those days... I remember, you know, my heart was sad. I was, I was, I was lonely. There were so many things that life was a struggle, you know, during, during that time. And I remember that it was, I remember realizing that and that I had a choice of life or death and that I had to really guard my thinking and sow good seeds. You know, it tells us in Proverbs 1, 26, 6, it encourages us on the tough days. It says, those who sow in tears will reap with songs of joy. And he who goes out weeping, carrying seeds to sow, will also return with songs of joy, carrying sheaves. That's a whole lot with him. And I wrote that down in my Bible and I dated it. And it was, you know, back in 2009, <laughs> 10 11 and I wrote that down but and what I learned during those days was you know in my time of great sorrow and tears I needed to plant seeds into others because it's so easy to become self-centered in grief grief and I wanted to reap a good crop and so if you're in a season of sorrow or distress I encourage you to start planning respond in the opposite of what's coming against you you know for me I needed comfort comfort, laughter, and joy because the grief of losing my late husband was enormous. And so I looked for ways to bring joy into the life of others. I looked for opportunities to comfort others. 
And scripture tells us that in our darkest hours, choosing to sow will not just reap, but will reap with joy and an abundant life. And that I can tell you now on down the road was true. And so even if you're in a time of, of sorrow and distress, either financially and in any capacity, when you sow in your tears, it says you're going to reap with songs of joy. And I can tell you it's true. I can tell you it's true because I've lived it. But it also says, let's maybe another, another talking about our words again, you know, saying something like, my luck, everything will fall apart. Don't say that. You're speaking death words over yourself. You can always say, you know, well, I wasn't very good at that last time, but you know what? I'm blessed. The Lord blesses me over and over, and I'm going to look for his goodness. I'm going to look for his, his kindness. Um, I'm, so speak life. And, you know, another thing back to kids, what about my kids are such a pain in the rear? You know, I've heard people say that. I've heard them say it over and over again. Versus you could say, our kids are a gift from God and a blessing. Are even your kids on your on those days that are tough um, in parenting? I remember one of my children just speaking over him because it just required more discipline. But speaking over him, you're going to be a mighty man of God one day. I was speaking life because I had to really be on top, up top of raising him. You know our attitudes. We can we can have an attitude of criticism versus compliments. We can have an attitude of gratitude versus being ungrateful for what we have. We can have an attitude of joy versus sorrow or humility versus pride. And the Bible tells us that pride goes before a fall. And so watch your attitudes and watch what you're sowing in those. Even our actions. Let's talk about our actions. Being short and demanding versus kind and gentle. Um, I'm giving you examples of life and death um, with our with our words, with our attitudes, with our actions. We can be gentle versus being rough. And that's either physically or in dealing with somebody in a situation. We can either sow seeds of acceptance or rejection. Or we can sow unconditional love versus keeping a track of wrongs. So be the light that shows people how to walk and how to change. Be the light that tells them that. I'm going to have to continue this. Thank you so much for joining me. We will talk again next week more about sowing and reaping because there's so much I think to, that I want to share with you because it is a life principle that's going to either bring life or death to us. Let's pray. Jesus, thank you so much for your word that is rich to show us the way. And thank you, Lord, for just um, showing us life and death. And I pray in the days ahead, the Holy Spirit would work in the hearts of each one listening to this and your Holy Spirit would shed light on well done my servant or the Holy Spirit would convict us 
to use and choose different thoughts, different words, different attitudes, and different actions. Thank you, Lord, that you're all about us practicing, and I just speak freedom, and I speak new life to those that may be feeling convicted or, um, Lord, realize that they have not been walking in this truth. And I thank you, Lord, that you're always right beside us to help us. So give us good seed to sow into our own lives, into our marriages, our businesses, our churches, our kids, and our relationship. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, I'll see you next week.